News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The rate of caesarean sections at Dublin's Rotunda Hospital has reached its highest level ever, with the procedure now being used in 39% of deliveries in the past year. That is according to a new report authored by Professor Fergal Malone, who's the former Master of the Rotunda, who joins us. Um, Professor Malone, will you explain to us why this is happening and why it's significant? Well, good morning, Kira. Um, it's hard to know exactly why um, it's happening, but the most likely reason or the biggest contributor to higher caesarean section rates are patients previously having a caesarean section and deciding that for their next delivery, they want a planned repeat caesarean section instead of doing what's called a VBAC. VBAC means vaginal birth after caesarean. So that's the biggest contributor. But there's other population changes as well, such as age and obesity. But the biggest one is in terms of numbers is people who've previously had a caesarean just deciding that they don't want to try for a vaginal birth. They want to go with a repeat caesarean. And is that just an anxiety on their part? Is there good reason why they might choose to to not go for a vaginal delivery after a, a caesarean? Well, it's actually both. There's, there, there is a lot of anxiety. If someone has a traumatic first birth, for example, uh, a long labour that lasted several days, ultimately needing a caesarean section, that may be so upsetting and traumatising to a woman that she may decide, listen, I can't go through that again and I just want to have a planned repeat caesarean. Now, we have what's called an NBAC service at the Rotunda um, next birth after caesarean in which we give support and counselling to patients in that situation and try and guide them to the best possible decision for them. And if that's to try for vaginal birth, we'll totally support that. Um, but there is a risk with going for a VBAC, a vaginal birth after caesarean, and that is the risk that the uterus might rupture. Okay. Now, while it's a and that small sounds risk, terrifying, by the way, for people listening. They're yeah, going, well, I, who, who would rupture, want that? Yeah. Exactly. It does sound terrifying, but the good news is uterine rupture is very rare, about 0.5%. So it's very unlikely to happen. So what you need to do and what we do is we analyze exactly what happened in the prior delivery and try and guide the patient as to whether she's more or less likely to under, to have okay. a uterine rupture. So 995 rupture. times out of 1,000, that's not going to happen, but yet people exactly. might, might, might be afraid of it. You mentioned age, you mentioned obesity. Mm. I presume that age is going up in terms of, of mums giving birth now and, and that ob- obesity is moving in the same direction. Is that correct? That's exactly right, Kira. Age is going up. About 38% of our mothers at the Rotunda are over 35. So that's, you know, people are putting off childbearing to later. But the stark change in the last 10 years is obesity. It's a massive change. About 10 years ago, 11% of our patients were obese, which means a body mass index greater than 30. Last year, 20%. We went from 11% to 20% of our mothers are obese. In the space of 10 years, that's a massive change at a population level. And that has significant impacts on pregnancy care. Yeah, and I presume it has impacts on, on, on the woman's ability, her, her own level of fitness, etc., for labour, but also impacts on the baby. It does. Um, there's a significantly increased rate of gestational diabetes when you become obese. Um, and in fact, our diabetes rate has also increased significantly. Um, Again, seven years ago, we had about 900 women a year with gestational diabetes. Last year, we had 1,200. So a 12% increase in diabetes. Uh, When a mother is diabetic, the baby 
tends to be bigger. And when the baby is bigger, it can be more difficult to fit out through the pelvis. Okay. And uh, Fergal, from what you're saying, are, are we becoming as a population, or, and particularly as a pregnant population, less healthy? We're older, we're, we're heavier, we're, we're less well able for, for normal vaginal deliveries. It, it, I, I presume this is of concern. It's very much of concern because a higher cesarean section rate, you know, it's surgery, it's major surgery, it's not a trivial surgery um, and there's implications for it. You know, there's a higher rates of bleeding and infection and indeed for the next pregnancy beyond that, you can get some complications with the placenta. So for all these reasons, it is a concern um, and it's not something that we can just passively observe. But, you know, so it's it is it is very significant. Okay, and lastly, do we have any ability to intervene here? Then, is there any way of of, of changing any of these parameters? Um, as I said earlier, one of the best things you can do is when a patient has previously had a cesarean section, when she comes back in for her next pregnancy, to sit down at an individual level with that patient, analyze exactly what happened in the prior labor, the prior delivery, and try and make a prediction as to whether or not it is likely to go well for vaginal delivery or not. If it's likely to go well for vaginal delivery, we're very strongly supportive of VBAC and it's to provide parents or women with the with the support to do that. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us about that this morning. That is Professor Fergal Malone, their former master of the Rotunda. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.